0: It's a day to air our grievances while we do feats of strength next to an aluminum pole. Yeah, it's Festivus. (laughs) This is Today. Welcome to This is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know. About today, Yeah, well, it's Festivus, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that. Uh, For those of you that do remember, this is from Seinfeld. One of the writers, Dan O'Keefe, actually celebrated this when he was a kid. I'm, I'm stealing the thunder, though, of my guest, Mark Nelson. He wrote Festivus, the book, and he'll be joining me in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about the events of today. Yeah, let's start in 1783. George Washington resigned as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. This marked the end of his service in the American Revolutionary War and returned to civilian life uh, back at Mount Vernon. Uh, Later, of course, he would go on to become the first president of the United States. You know, we just did a fantastic story about George Washington on December 14th. It was dealing with the death of of the former president and the father of our country. Yeah, we talked with some folks at uh, Mount Vernon, which was where his home was and where he has been laid to rest. We learned about the funeral and how we possibly had almost, we didn't have it, but we almost had it, a zombie George Washington. Yeah, so listen to our December 14th podcast to learn more about that. It's a good one. It's interesting story uh, about George Washington there. All right. In 1913, President Woodrow Wilson signed the Federal Reserve Act. And what this did was it essentially established a central bank system. Uh, There's 12 reserve banks, a board of governors, a chairman. What do they do? Well, basically, they determine how much Like money is in the system, right? And they set the interest rates. That's probably what you know. Now, they don't set our personal interest rates for our loans, but they set the interest rates between banks lending from one bank to another. See, the thing is, banks actually have to keep a certain amount of money in reserve so that they actually have money. Well, why is this? Okay, you could watch It's a Wonderful Life and sort of figure it out, but the panic of 1907 was one of the big reasons for establishing a Federal Reserve system, and people would go to the banks back then, and they didn't have money. Yeah, there was runs on cash, because there was a bank in New York that went bankrupt, and then all of a sudden, people were, you know, like, they're like, oh my god, we're not gonna have money, so we need to go get it, so they would try to pull it out. Too many people would pull it out, and all of a sudden, those banks would run out of cash. So, This was set up also so that banks would have to have a certain amount of cash on hand and the central bank would help to control that. Uh, Basically, they're trying to control inflation. They're trying to keep the banks in business and they're trying to control unemployment. Wow, I just gave you a whole lesson on the Federal Reserve banking system. You've learned something today. You deserve a break. Uh, but I'm not going to do that break just yet because I've got a couple more stories to tell you about. For instance, on this day in 1970, the North Tower of the World Trade Center in Manhattan in New York was topped out at 1,368 feet on this day, making it the tallest building in the world. We all know what happened in there. I'm not going to tell you about it today because I don't want to depress you. It's close to Christmas. Uh, let's take a look at our next story here in 1997. Oh, actually, this one's sort of uh, depressing in in a weird way. Uh, very weird is, I guess, the keyword in this story. Woody Allen got married on this day. He was 62. He married his daughter, uh, who was 27. Okay. His adopted daughter. I mean, the nice thing is, I guess she didn't have to change her last name. No, actually she did. Her last name was Previn because he wasn't the father that adopted her. It was Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow, rather. And Andre Previn. Her husband at the time, who adopted Soon-Yi, she became Soon-Yi Previn. Uh, She was five years old at the time. Uh, A few years later, it doesn't work out with the marriage. So then Woody steps in and starts dating Mia Farrow. They date for, I don't know, 12 years or so. They met in 1980. In 1992, she found some pictures of Soon-Yi naked in Woody's Home, So that didn't go over well. Uh, they decided to break up and end their uh, marriage at that point. And not too long after, in 1997, Woody Allen married Soon-Yi Previn, making her finally Soon-Yi Previn. Maybe she wanted the name. Um, I'm gonna go with that. She actually came out, uh, finally and talked a a little about the situation saying, uh, that no, there was no wrongdoing. Everything, uh, was fine there except for Mia Farrow wasn't a great mom. Things like that. All kinds of interesting things about this story. It's, you know, it's much easier to explain the Federal Reserve System than it is to explain what the heck was going on with Woody Harrelson, Soon-Yi, and Mia Farrow. I'll leave it at that. Also, on this day in 2014, Sony Pictures released its controversial comedy, the interview about the attempted assassination of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Uh, the film was cancelled after like hacking attacks and threats and all this crazy stuff, uh, but Sony did release it on this day, and uh, yeah, there was some craziness about that back in 2014. Uh, You got to check out that movie. (laughs) I totally love it. It's pretty darn funny. All right. When we come back, speaking of pretty darn funny, we're going to be talking about Festivus. And you can't talk about Festivus and not have a laugh. Yes, I am going to be talking with the author of the book on Festivus. In fact, it's called Festivus the Book. Yeah. How? I mean, perfect. Is that title, right? I mean, come on. Uh, Festivus the Book, and it's about Festivus, and it's a book. Mark Nelson's going to be joining me (laughs) right after this. All right, and welcome back. And as I mentioned, today is probably one of the best holidays of the year, especially this one. I think that it has special significance in 2020. Uh, Today is Festivus. So I've got to say, happy Festivus to my guest. Uh, He wrote the book, you would say, on uh, Festivus, like literally wrote the book. It's called Festivus the book and uh the author mark nelson is on the phone with me hey mark hey russ how are you today i'm doing great it's festivus i gotta be doing good right yeah for sure happy festivus happy festivus to you so okay some people may not know the origins of this maybe they're not seinfeld fans maybe they haven't heard of festivus before can you tell us a little about the holiday
1: well the holiday is uh from seinfeld uh an episode in 1997 in the final season of seinfeld uh And the episode is called The Strike. And it was Seinfeld's Christmas episode in that final season. And it detailed uh, a story of how Frank Costanza, uh, George Costanza's father, really didn't like Christmas anymore because he had gone, in the past, he had gone shopping for a doll for his son and he reached for the last one they had, but so did another man, which caused (laughs) a fight. So he decided that he would need to invent Festivus, which he referred to as a Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, Once that aired on Seinfeld people started to key on that and they started to think, well, that's a really
0: (laughs) funny idea. It felt like it picked up like right away. That was one of those things on Seinfeld where it aired and like literally the next day you're saying happy Festivus to people. It was a, it was a huge episode back then. I remember it.
1: Yeah. Of course, Seinfeld was like that though. It was the, uh, what they call the uh, water cooler show at the time. People did talk about it because it was so funny. I mean, you couldn't ignore it. Uh,
0: People are still celebrating Festivus and, it involves an aluminum pole. Is the is the aluminum pole uh, required? Oh, it's almost mandatory, I would think. Right? It's got to be. <laughs> yes, for sure. I noticed even if you Google Festivus right now, you will see an aluminum pole on the side. <laughs> yes, Google
1: does that for uh, Festivus. So the aluminum pole, what's the purpose?
0: Uh, well, it's the
1: opposite of a Christmas tree. Of course, it was something that Frank Costanza brought forward, and it was... Uh, written into the episode by the writers of Seinfeld. And they wanted something that rep did not represent a Christmas tree. So a, a, an unadorned aluminum pole was the most <laughs> opposite thing they could think of. <laughs> and the line that Frank Costanza gives is that uh, he finds tinsel distracting, is one thing. And then he respects
0: the strength to weight ratio of Aluminum, which we all do. Do you have an aluminum pole set up in your house? Oh yes, of course.
1: Yeah, and,
0: and what? And when people come by, what do they say? They say, "What's that?" <laughs> so you got, and then you got to, then you got to sell them a book. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, but it,
1: the, it, it, it allows you to, to have a good laugh over uh, the, the fact that there's an aluminum pole uh, that represents a holiday that doesn't really uh, exist in the, in the normal sense. It's something that was made up.
0: This wasn't actually invented in 1997. This has got a history long before 1997, right? Yeah, of course. And
1: it's a very interesting history. Uh, the Seinfeld writer, his name is Dan O'Keefe. He was writing, uh, episodes for Seinfeld, uh, with a bunch of other writers in that season. And the other writers, he had told the other writers about his father who had invented a holiday called Festivus, where you aired your grievances and you, uh, Uh, And there was some other strange uh, rituals that happened. And he told his his colleagues about this. And then they forced him to write it into Seinfeld, even though he didn't want to. So Dan O'Keefe actually wrote that part into Seinfeld. And it's based on his father's holiday. Although (laughs) the Seinfeld version has a lot more comedy elements in it. His father's version was very serious. And it had to do with airing your grievances into a tape recorder. And all the people that had wronged you in the last year.
0: <laughs> well, see, that's why I think this year is the right year for this. I mean, think about all the the stuff that's happened in 2020 and how much grievances we have with just everyone and everything, right?
1: Well, for certainly, yeah. I know people have said this in the past, where while well, I've got a lot of grievances this year, and, and they've uh, they've said this aloud or they have said it on social media or they said it to me, and I said, well, well this year you have to have grievances like who doesn't.
0: So you've got a Facebook page that actually people put how they celebrate festivus and do they put their grievances on there as well?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they put everything on there. Um uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of sharing of uh festivus polls, uh pictures of uh of festivus parties and meals.
0: Yeah, so what's the um what what are some of the stories that you've heard from people uh, celebrating festivus?
1: In Festivus the book there's a story of uh, a young soldier who uh, shared photos of the festivus they had in Afghanistan in the camp in Af- Afghanistan. That was quite interesting. And they put a pole up outside. And, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and they were able. To, you were able to write grievances and stick them to the pole, which is a common um, practice. Is you stick uh, use sticky notes and stick them to the pole. Uh, there's a restaurant in uh, Tacoma, Washington called Little Jerry's, which is named after. The Rooster, Little Jerry from Seinfeld.
0: Oh, nice!
1: <laughs> and they practice. They have a Festivus pole, and they also put grievances on the pole in their restaurant, and they encourage their uh, uh, clientele to submit their grievances. Now, there's another good one. Is there's a 5K race in Salem, Massachusetts? They do it in the name of Festivus, and they have a grievance contest. When and they people's as every inch, every runner submits their grievance. Whatever it may be. Nice. And the best grievance wins a yeah, case of junior mitts. Oh. <laughs> nice.
0: So it's it's a, it's
1: all Seinfeld right. themed, you see. That's great. Um well, people who enjoy Seinfeld, they enjoy laughing about Seinfeld. Whenever they get together for a summer festivist event, it's always about the it's about the humor. Right. So uh, right. kudos to the writers of Steinfeld who were able to form this humor.
0: Yeah, they keep it going all these years. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the race, do they do a feat of a strength?
1: Uh, no, the race itself is a feat of strength.
0: <laughs> okay. How about you at your house? Do you do a feat of strength?
1: Oh, well, of course. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if people don't know, on the Seinfeld episode, at the end of it's at the end of dinner, right? Whoever the head of the household is, you have to pin them down to the ground, and that's your right. feet so, of strength, typically, so or traditionally, I guess you'd say.
1: <laughs> that's kind of a traditional bit of Festivus: is the head of the household has to be pinned before Festivus can end. So, <laughs> I,
0: okay, so I, I think we hit all of the the big uh, points of, of Festivus, right? You've got the pole, you've got the feats of strength, you've got the airing of grievances. The meal. Okay, so what's involved in the meal?
1: Well, who doesn't love a meal, of course, right?
0: But
1: one of the uh, interesting aspects of Festivus is how people have wanted to mimic what occurred in the Seinfeld episode and to do so to serve the same dish that Estelle Costanza served at the Festivus dinner that was shown on TV. And how (laughs) this is interesting is because in the early... uh, the late 1990s, and the, when when just after the episode aired, you couldn't tell what she was serving. It was something whitish with a red uh, a red on top because because we didn't have HD TV then. Oh right. So people right. thought it might be spaghetti. So people actually ate okay. spaghetti for Festivus. But when HD TV came out, it was actually quite evident that what they were serving was a meatloaf
0: on a bed oh, on a bed gosh. of lettuce. <laughs> hey so uh, Festivus the book it's available on Amazon and uh, you've also got a website as well that people can go to right
1: yes uh, Festivusweb.com
0: that's awesome and then the Facebook page if you guys want to see some funny poll photos I, I, I never thought I'd say that but uh, if you want to see some funny uh, aluminum pole photos <laughs> and various other things go check out the uh, Festivus Facebook page uh, for more uh, information on that and share your uh, share your dinner or your grievances or whatever it is so that everybody else can see it as well. Hey, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Oh, you're welcome, man. have a good Festivus. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Harry Judd turns 35. Holly Madison is 41. Eddie Vetter turns 56 today. Corey Haim, who passed away in 2010, was born on this day in 1971. Finn Wolfhard, you know, from Stranger Things, he turns 18 today. Chet Baker, he would have been 91 today. He passed away in 1988, born on this day in 1929. Susan Lucci is 74 today. That's your look at December 23rd. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make something happen on a future episode, go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.